Marcus here. Thanks for listening to our Market Street Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more ways to connect, visit us at marketstreetchurch.org. ...in this world than most, but we worry, we worry, we worry, worry, worry. Um, we worry a lot about everything. Um, so we win as America. We win and worry. Oh, you're not getting excited about that one? <laughs> yeah, me either. We win and worry. According to Barna Research, which is a Christian research poll, about 60% of adults in the United States struggle with worry and stress on a daily basis. Worry and stress. And if you've ever been across 696, you worry. <coughs> think People think it's the Autobahn. Um, <laughs> what I want to look at and what I want us to understand this morning is that because of our sinful nature, we default often to fear rather than faith. Because of our sinful nature, we will default to fear rather than faith. You tell me, you're awake at 3 a.m., you're not awake trying to figure out how to manage the peace and joy in your life. <laughs> All right, I'm not the only one. Thank the Lord. <laughs> when I'm awakened at 3, 3.30 in the morning, yeah, I'm not like, oh, Lord, thank you for this peace and joy. I'm worried about something. Maybe it's, it's my kids or health concerns or someone, you know, someone shared something with me and I'm praying for them. It's job stresses. It's aging parents. Bigger things, you know, we worry about. Terrorism and wars and racism and division, the price of eggs, you know, these kinds of things. What's the difference between anxiety and worry? Aren't they related? Don't they overlap? Yes, but they're different. They're not exactly the same. Um, we tend to experience worry in our minds. We tend to experience worry in our minds. We generally experience anxiety in our bodies. So in our minds, that's where the worry is. We're worried about this, we're worried about that, we're thinking about that. Anxiety, if you've ever, if you've ever dealt with anxiety, that's why you'll get cold and your blood pulls to the middle of your body. It, 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 it's, it's, it's in the body. It's, it's what happens there. The mind triggers it, but those, those worries are constantly in your mind. Again, am I going to be late to work? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be, you know, is my boss going to be upset about that? Or whatever. And anxiety is that deeper level. Anxiety is more generalized where worry is more specific. Worry is more specific. Anxiety, it's hard to sometimes pinpoint exactly what it is. But worry, we're worried about this, we're worried about that. You know, people worried about getting home last week during the storms and the flights. And the I wouldn't have wanted had to, to, to worry about that. In Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at Jesus and one of, the, one of the many stories that he tells through the book of Matthew there as he um, shares the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes and all of this, and he shares several stories. And One, he talks about worry and tells us, do not worry. Multiple times, actually, he says this. Um, and in the middle of his powerful teaching, he shares about worry. And he actually covers five big topics that we worry about, and they are finances, food, fitness, fashion, future. The five F's of life, all right? 
I learned that in school, how to put that together. Finances, we often worry about our finances. We worry about the food that we're going to eat and all of this, our fitness, our fashion in the future. We're going to look at this, and Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25, he says this to us. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry. So one of the cool things that I learned in school is anytime it says, therefore, in the Bible, ask what it's there for. What is this there for? And so if we go back one verse and look at verse 24, it says this. You cannot serve both God and money in Matthew 6, 24. He's setting them up, talking to them. He's talking to them. You cannot serve both God and money. How many people, you don't have to raise your hand, how many people worry about money? We do. We tend to worry about it. It happens. Jesus says, don't worry about our finances. You can't love both God and money. So don't overly focus on it or obsess about it. And he goes back, and we're going to go back into, into verse 25, and it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will, or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Hold right there. So there, there we go. There we go. He's talking. Food, fitness, and fashion. Food, fitness, fashion. Finance first. These are things that we worry about. Jesus says, do not worry about our food. I like to eat, and you all know that by now. Um, many of us have things that we love to do. But we worry. We worry about it. Jesus is talking to this crowd. And why is he talking about food here? Because much of the people that Jesus would have been talking to did not have or did not know where their next meal was going to come from. And so he connected. Jesus connected with them, and he related with them. And we often joke in church, and we're like, hey, we're going to have a potluck, or we're going to have this dinner, because we're going to have food together. It brings people together. It is what it is. Jesus knew. He was smart enough to know. If I feed these people, they're going to show up. It brings us together. People worry about this. I don't know why people worry about bread, milk, and eggs if the power is going to go out, but they do. Those are the first things, the three things to go in the store. <laughs> it's gone. If your fridge goes out, it's gone. The eggs and the milk are going to go bad. I don't understand it, but we worry. Yep. <laughs> we worry about where we're going to eat. We worry about eating too much or eating the wrong kinds of things. It says not to worry about our body and the fashion part of it. We, we sometimes can obsess about this too much. We don't worry about what we wear. We, don't, we shouldn't worry about what other people think of us. Um, I definitely find it interesting as I drive in certain areas and I see these big, beautiful homes, but you never see anybody there. They're busy working to have a house, <laughs> to have an image, people that they don't even care for. We worry. What is our image truly about? And Jesus talks about this. We shouldn't be worried about some of these things. We worry before a big event. Does this outfit look right? Does it fit right? Does it feel right? We spend a lot of time worrying. This is a question. 
If you spent as much time praying as you did worrying, what would change in your life? If you spent as much time praying as you did worrying, what would, what would change in your life? You wouldn't be worried. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's so simple, but yet so complicated. You see, Jesus doesn't just tell us not to worry. He shows us how not to worry. In Matthew uh, 6.34, he says, Therefore, again, let's see why it's therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow will bring its own problems. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't plan and prepare and have a 401k or a 403b or a, or a Roth IRA or any of that. That's not what I'm talking about here. Let tomorrow's problems, though, bring upon itself. It's it. Life is busy. It's life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans, a wise prophet once said. Or the Beatles, I'm not sure. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. You can only plan so much for tomorrow. We can look and we can see what the weather is for Monday. Doesn't look so hot. But how you get up and who you choose to follow can make all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. We're going to go on and we're going to look at uh, Matthew 6.26. And it says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Ask yourself this question. Are you not much more valuable than the birds? Mark talked about spring and that it's coming. What do you hear in the morning? The birds. Don't they drive you nuts some mornings when the windows are open? No? <laughs> you see, Jesus shows God loves you way more than the birds. The birds don't have worry. It's a simple thing, but it's so simple that we make it complicated in our lives. We worry. These birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns. No, I sow the grass seed and then they eat it. <laughs> they eat somebody else's food. I wonder what that would look like if I just showed up at a restaurant and grabbed somebody else's half a sandwich. Yeah, Reuben sandwich looks good. I'll take it. Fries. They don't worry. They figure it out. When they get hungry, they fly. They go look. They find. Concern in our lives focuses on challenges and moves you to action. Concerns focus on challenges and often move us to action. If you're concerned about something, you need to act upon it. If you're hungry, I tell my kids this. Oh, Dad, I'm hungry. 
And they say it just like that. Dad, I'm hungry. Go make a peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I'm not that hungry. <laughs> okay, I guess you're not hungry. I want a grilled cheese sandwich. Go make it. I'll burn down the house. I'm right here watching. Go ahead and give it a try. <laughs> Concern focuses on challenges and moves us to action. Maybe you're concerned about your marriage. But you work all the time. Maybe you're concerned about gaining weight, but you eat McDonald's twice a day. <laughs> Maybe you're concerned about having diabetes, and if you eat two candy bars a day, you're going to be in trouble. Concern focuses on challenges. And moves you to action. Worry focuses on what's beyond our control and results in inaction. Stewing without doing. That's why Jesus asked this question in verse, verse 27. He says, can any one of you be worried or can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Anybody? Anybody able to do it? You got it figured out, Amanda? I want to talk to you. <laughs> can any one of us, by worrying, add a single hour to our lives? It's not possible. You know, when I watch these birds, and they're out there in the bird bath, and they're doing their thing, you know, and they're flapping around and getting all clean and doing their stuff, and then they fly over here and eat some of my grass seed and all that. They don't seem worried. They don't seem worried. Parents. Parents. Parents of children now. I'm going to talk to myself here too. When the little birdie gets ready to jump out and fly... Mom follows right behind, right? No? Let it go. She's close and watching, but doesn't necessarily follow right behind. We worry. You see, if we haven't allowed them the opportunity to stumble and fall in our household, as they get out in the world, They can be led astray. That's probably for another time. But I want us to think. These birds, they don't worry. They're chirping. We're asleep. They're happy as can be. God doesn't drop food in their laps. For one, they don't have laps. They trust. They trust. They're never worried about a shortage of worms. They're always there. When we're worrying, this is what we're basically saying. Is Jesus, I really don't trust you. I don't trust you. 
I don't trust your plan. Jesus, I don't believe that you are with me. And I'm not sure that you're really good. You're thinking, that's good. Think about it. When we tell Jesus these things, when we worry that, the, that this, is, this is the response that we get, we really don't trust him. We, don't, we really don't trust his plan. We have to remember something. I heard this and it impacted me. What you worry about most reveals where you trust God the least. Whatever it is that you're worrying about the most, <clears throat> that's where you trust God the least in your life. Those are some things that you need to give over to him and allow him to journey with you and to walk with you through them. You know, what is it for you? Is it relationship? Is it health concerns, financial fear, personal insecurities? You won't measure up. You're not good enough. You can't do this as good as that person or this person or the other person. You don't have what it takes. <clears throat> what is it for you? What is it for you? What area is it that's in your life that you're worried about? You're least trusting God in that moment. You're saying to Jesus, I don't trust you. I'm not willing to do it. What do you do when you realize you're not trusting God? When you're not following the plan that he has? You start worrying about it? You start worrying about worry. In Matthew 6.33 it says, But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. First, we need to seek God's kingdom. First, that's the first thing. The first thing that we need to do is pursue him. I don't know if you've ever had a tough conversation. Anybody ever had a tough conversation in their life? <laughs> How many of you have ever lied before? Oh, <laughs> I think we've all had tough conversations in our life. But what is the first thing that we do? A lot of times we get like, oh, I'm going to, you know, we get, take it in. And then take it to Jesus. And lay it at his feet. One of the things that God has taught me over time, and I'm, I'm growing in it and continually growing in it, is to speak less and listen more. I learned this from my grandfather. My grandma would be, you know, doing her thing and telling him and getting that she'd get that finger going, you know. And I'd be watching my grandpa and he'd be just sitting there doing one of these numbers. He'd just be nodding. I said, Paul, why do you nod? He said, because I got one mouth and two ears and I need to listen twice as hard. We learned with grandpa over time that when he did speak, it was time to listen. Because he had thought and he had processed. And my grandfather was a praying man who would go to the Lord. I'd often call my grandfather and he would do a lot of listening. And I'd do a lot of babbling. But when he spoke up, 
I was silent and I listened. And he was teaching me these ways and reminding me of these words that I needed to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. The birds of the air, their flocks, and chirp in the morning and wake us up. They're trusting God. They're trusting that God is going to provide what it is that they need for them. Squirrels, on the other hand, not so much. They're dumb. They don't even know where they hide their food. (laughs) Sometimes we can be like squirrels. We need to put God first. We need to pursue him in these tough moments, in these tough conversations, in these worries. And maybe you're saying, I, I, I do pray, then truly let it go. Truly give it over to him. Press into him. Lean into him. Give it all. Because when you give it all to him, all these things will be given to you as well. God will give you so much more than you can ever imagine. We've got to put him first in our day. When I wake up, I have the same choice that you do. It's whether I'm going to choose to live my life for Jesus or I'm going to choose to live my life in the world that day. And I'm going to put my pants on one leg at a time. It usually works best that way. doesn't always work, but it works best. I'm going to put him first in my finances. I'm going to put him first in anything that comes out of my mind, out of my mouth, through my heart. I'm going to put him first in the relationships that I have with people. Not just the ones that I love, but the ones that I'm learning to love. They're having some fun over there. (laughs) I want to talk about the things that you worry about today. And the fact that there are three truths that will happen when you worry. There are three things, there are three different scenarios that are going to happen. We're going to talk about them. The first is that it may never happen. Right? The things you're worried about, it may never happen. There was a study done at Penn State, and it showed that 91% of the worries that the people had in 30-day period didn't come true. Less than 10% of it really truly came true. You see, your worry will rob you from the peace 100% of the time. It will rob you from peace in your life. It will rob you from your joy. And joy comes from the Lord. That's what the devil wants to do. That's what he tried to do to Jesus and these guys then. And that's what he'll try to do now. Is to rob you of that peace and to rob you of that joy. Think in your mind one thing that you're worried about right now. Close your eyes. Close them, we're going to do it together, and think about it. You can open your eyes. What's the outcome? The first, it may never happen. It may never happen. The second is, it may happen, and it won't be as bad as you thought. You ever had that happen before? If you have, say amen. In the chat, say amen. 
This is the way it is. Yep, it didn't go great. Presentation didn't go well. But it didn't matter much. I got a lot of support. I asked this girl out at the locker, and it didn't bleed out everywhere and pass out dead. <laughs> yep, I slipped and fell. Everyone laughed at me. But I gained three friends. <laughs> you know, it happens. What you're worried about, it may not happen. It may happen and won't be as bad as you thought. Or it may happen and God will carry you through it. It may happen in your life. things that we worry about, the struggles, the troubles of our life. When we give them over to God, we can wake up and smile and carry on through the day and go out there, God bless you. And we can, we can sing with the birds and sometimes I even get out there and act like one, you know. Because doggone it, if they can praise God, so can I. He loves me more than them. He's going to carry us through. He's going to carry you through whatever it is. And maybe you're like, hey, I'm not going through anything. Be ready. You will. <laughs> right, Jim? You, at some point, it's going to happen. I'm telling you. Make plans for your life. God will direct them. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take a turn. Sometimes you got to go another way. Friday, I was doing a little traveling, making my way back home from the other side over by Troy. And all the ways and all the shortcuts that I thought I knew wasn't the way I was supposed to go. God wanted me to sit in the traffic. There was a lesson in the traffic. There's a lesson in it. And God will carry you through. And that's what he was there with these people sitting and sharing with them. He fed them to gain trust and to let them know, certainly there's more where this came from. But he was telling them, trust. Trust me. Trust what I'm telling you. Trust me that I love you and you're going to see how soon because I'm going to go to the cross for you. He went to the cross for you and 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 you. And you guys up there and you guys on the other side of the street. He went to the cross for us so that we wouldn't have to worry. He took it for us. Remember, what you worry about most reveals where you trust God the least. What is it that's worrying in your heart, that specific thing? Not the thing that's causing anxiousness in you, but the worry. The thing that's waking you up at 2, 3, 3.30 in the morning that you just can't seem to turn over and lay at the foot of the cross. 
I want you to take time this week to reflect, to reflect on it, to truly look at yourself in the mirror and say, what is this thing that I need to lay down at the foot of the cross and give to Jesus and choose to follow him, to follow Jesus and let go of it? That's my word for the year is to reflect. So I'm going to be doing this too, and I believe I know what my thing, things are you have more than one it's okay to give them to him give it all what is that one thing that you're worried about what is that one thing that wakes you up gene in the middle of the morning what is that one thing that wakes you up at 3 a.m that you need to lay down stop carrying it it's too heavy for you. It's not meant for you and I. It's meant to give to him. It's where you trust him the most. Here's the tough thing is, just as Jesus is real, the devil is real, and he knows the things that worry you. He's like that annoying little brother or little sister or big brother or big sister. He will push the buttons, and he knows which ones to come after. He knows the buttons to push. Let him push the button and then take that worry and say, you know what? It's God's anyways. Give it to Jesus. Put it at the foot of the cross and walk away. But it's not that easy. It's mine. It's not yours. It's not yours. It's his. It's his to carry. And he's already carried there's something heavy on your heart, a worry, a fear, a burden. We need to put Jesus first and cast our cares on him because he cares. I want to challenge you to do this this week. Truly do this. And then I want to ask you, those of you that are willing to share it with me. You can share it with me privately. You can go on to marketstreetchurch.org and you can look at the staff, find my name. My email address is there. My phone number's there. It's jason at marketstreetchurch.org. That's the email. If you want my phone number, talk to me after service. I'll give it to you personally. I want you to send that me, to me because here's the deal. When I'm up at 3 in the morning, I want to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Because I don't want you to be the same six months from now. I want you to be changed. I want to come alongside of you and help you journey through this and say, you know what? I'm going to let that worry go. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. I know that there are many of you praying for me. Thank you. I feel it. And I know. I know that you're praying. And I just want to be able to do the same for you. To pray. To go on your behalf before the Lord and say, James, I'm praying for that thing. Kathy, I'm praying for that thing. So analyze it. Look at it. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Give it over to Jesus. And I'm telling you, as your pastor, I want to pray for you. 
want to pray for you. You want to pray more? Come on Wednesday nights. You want to pray more than that? Come on Sunday. The first Sunday of every month, we're going to come here corporately and pray. For years, we've been praying for revival. God is up to something in this country. God is up to something. And you know what? We have to let him do. It's his. This is all his. We just need to open the doors and be here and be obedient. And he's going to come in and enter in. Let the Holy Spirit move. Jesus said, I must go so that one greater than I can come. And that's the Holy Spirit. And that's the move. As we go to prayer. What is it that you need to take to him and to go to him in prayer? This is where I trust you, Lord. This thing I need help with. I need to get free. And I can't get it alone. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word, to talk through worry and see that it's a specific thing and anxiety is more generalized and it affects our body, but anxiety affects our, or worry affects our mind. We all have something that we're worried about, that we're struggling with, that we're wrestling with on the inside, maybe the outside. You know it. For some it's finances, for some it's the way that they look, for some it's they feel like they got to live up to a standard that was set for them that's not theirs to live up to. For some, they're worried about their children. They're worried about their adult, their grown children. They're worried about their young children. They're worried about worrying. You know our hearts. So, Father, I pray. you open us up and help us to become a changed person that we would let you in truly and that we would recognize these things that we're worrying about are not ours the birds of the air they don't even worry they don't have a care they give it to you father i pray that you would do the same in us pray all of these things in your name amen